Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. Welcome in, everybody, to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Belly Up Sports. It's Chet, Wade, and Jacob, and no Tyler tonight, since we had to switch around the schedule. Uh, Tyler's out there grinding away at the job, so Tyler, if you're watching, hello. We all say hi, we miss you, uh, but you gotta get that bag, right? How y'all doing tonight, boys? I don't know if I've recovered from the college football playoff announcement. I mean, it's Tuesday, and people are still... Uh, debating whether Florida State should be in or if Alabama got preferential treatment. Pretty crazy. DeSantis is suing the playoff committee. I saw that that. up on my phone. Suing them for $1 million lost in revenue from the potential of being in the playoffs. Don't know if he'll win that, but, I mean, as soon as they announced it, I texted y'all and said, how long is it going to be before somebody sues the committee for not getting in? Uh, Which, to me, it's like, all right, you're not in. It is what it is. People are saying they should boycott the Orange Bowl. I think that's where they're going. Boycott the Orange Bowl and just not play and then really stick it to the NCAA. Uh, but I don't know if you're really hurt the NCAA there. Um, but, Wade, that was a beautiful segue into the college football playoffs. Jacob, did they get it right? The, the question on everybody's mind, in your eyes, did they get it right? No, they didn't get it right for the – uh, sixth year in a row. I don't think they've gotten it right. I, there's just, there's no consensus top four. Uh, as much as we talk about it throughout the season, it feels like when we get down to the end of it, the committee picks something that nobody has on their mind or very few people have on their mind other than people who are fans of those teams. Uh, be quiet, Neil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Neil says they got it right. I don't think they did that. I mean, there's a lot that goes into into that and and I understand the committee has certain criteria they put a hefty price tag on the fact that that team doesn't have Jordan Travis I mean that's that really was that's the only reason they left him out really and I agree with you on that um I don't think it was right of them to just say well you lose your quarterback you're obviously a different team but look at Ohio State 
you know, five or six years ago, whenever it was with Cordell Jones, third stringer, they end up winning the whole dang thing. Um, now you did, I guess he got their starting quarterback got hurt like right before the playoffs were announced. Like he played that conference championship game, didn't no, he? So you didn't. No, Travis has been out. So no, no, no. I'm talking about Ohio State with Cordell. Oh, with yes. Jones. Yeah. Like he was yeah. the third stringer. Like he yeah, wasn't so, even the second stringer. So they had no idea what that team looked like without a quarterback. So they were just like, all right, let's see it. Uh, I think what hurt Florida State is, and it's hard to say what hurt him is Travis got hurt, you know, obviously. But they played Florida and they played Louisville without him, and they looked awful. Like, that's on not offense, a – But the team looked good overall. That's right. Yeah, on offense they looked terrible. And I think the committee said, oh, this isn't – one of the best four teams right now. I texted y'all before it announced. I said it's going to be Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, and those are the four teams I were in. Do I like to see Alabama in there? No, because they backdoor their way in it every year. People are saying, well, Georgia hasn't lost 29 games and they lose one game. Well, yeah, they lost one game this season. Alabama won- lost one game this season. Alabama beat Georgia. There you go. You can't say last year Georgia went undefeated. They deserve to be in. So, Um, like, my argument with the whole committee, like, who's the best four teams right now, the problem is, is at the end of it all, like, we're documenting the entire season. Your record is from the first week of the season all the way to the end. That's your record. And the team, I think, if you match up Bama and you match up Florida State, the team that had the best season all the way throughout, I think, is still is Florida State. Bama looked terrible to begin the season. They looked awful. Um, and there were stretches where they benched Jalen Milrow, and it was just like nobody knew if Alabama was going to be a playoff team or not, and they surged back and ended up. People were saying Bama was dead. That Nick said I right. said Nick Saban was retiring because Bama <laughs> was done. That he he was he had he was past his prime. Uh, I was wrong. I I understand. No, like oh well, it wouldn't be as good of a game if it wasn't Alabama and Michigan. Well. Also, you can't go into it thinking about the next game. You really need to go in about the team who's the most deserving throughout the season. I mean, I get that Bama beat Georgia, but at the same time, they almost lost to Auburn. I mean, that is true. They beat Auburn on a last second play. I mean, it's not like they blew them out of the water. I mean, they really didn't blow anybody out for the most part late in the season. I think their largest win was against Kentucky on the road. Uh, and I think they put up 48, 49 points, but really it felt like they weren't running away with a ton of games. I mean, there were games that were kept close. I go back to the USF game early in the season. I mean, there's, there's games there where Bama looked terrible. And there were times in the sec championship game last weekend that they looked awful. I mean, so there's, there's a bunch of cases that you can make for both. And I feel that the committee just took the team that they felt like was going to put more rears in the seats and, and called it a day. Oh, that's exactly what it was. It, I it think was they were scared of getting embarrassed too. Like they've had so many blowouts between the one and the four matchup and they lose viewership in prime time that they, they just felt like Alabama, they might not win it, but they're going to give them a fight. And I felt like they just thought Florida State had the potential to get absolutely waxed. So, I mean, I get that. But I think you have to give Florida State the reasonable doubt above all. No, that's what I saw something that said, is it fair? No, 
is it the perfect matchups? Yes, because tell me who wouldn't be excited about watching Michigan versus Alabama, Washington versus Texas. Those two matchups are perfect. Like that's exactly what you want to tune into to play. Whether it's Alabama or Georgia playing Michigan, um, I don't think there was any way they left an SEC team out. Um, and that's a SEC bias. I mean, we said we have it in our title or in our intro. SEC bias here. Fletch is a Big Ten bias. He probably wanted to see Michigan and Ohio State. No, uh, I mean, nobody I, wanted I, to see I, that. I honestly thought that there wasn't going to be an SEC team in, especially after the SEC championship. I said I they too. beat up on each other enough. And Florida State won their game, and it was it was a run game that they ended up winning. That's yeah. why you didn't see him run away with it. They just ran the ball the entire time, and they're running back. That guy is incredible. So uh, there's there's just cases where, yeah, is it going to be good matchups to watch? But looking at the top four, you still have a possibility of seeing a regular season matchup again. I, mean, right. I don't yeah, remember the last Alabama. time we've seen that, you know, where we've seen a regular season matchup in the playoffs again, a rematch in the same season, you know, and basically that's what you've done by sticking them on different sides of the brackets. If they both do win, I, I probably won't watch it. I mean, there's just, I, there's no point in having the two teams play once again, all over again. And let's sit there and watch it for the national championship and say, those are the two best teams in college football. Yeah, no. especially in college, because in the NFL, you're going to play teams two, maybe three times. And it does sometimes set up an awkward scenario where you just have to win one of the three in the playoffs. Right. Um, you know, that does happen. But you also have a much bigger body of work. Whereas in college football, almost every game's an eliminator game where it should be. But I think this season showed that the regular season didn't didn't really matter as much because we already saw uh, Texas and Alabama play, and that's what maybe should have eliminated Alabama. Uh, Texas, Alabama and Georgia played, and that's what eliminated Georgia. It's really not much different. So I was surprised with an undefeated team sitting there on the board that they were willing to set up a rematch like Jacob mentioned. I mean, especially when the margin of, of difference between – teams was that small i'm surprised they didn't take on the field results into account you know above all you know i don't understand why it would have been so hard to just have an 18 like a maybe not 12 but maybe move to an eight or a 16 playoff this year expand it by two teams all you're really doing i mean you're, the bowl games are still being played it's kind of just adding like an extra week which honestly is more revenue for the sport, more revenue for wherever that game's being played at, more jobs for them. Um, like I don't, I don't know why we have to wait to next year for a twelve team when. And, and I was reading an article. I believe the ACC commissioners and a lot of the athletic directors of those schools were pushing for a twelve team playoff this year. And now you kind of see why because they got ended up getting screwed in the end. Uh, but there's all you can do now is sue them. Like the like the Santas is doing and, and just complain and I'm looking at the college football playoff selection committee. There's like two former coaches and there's just a bunch of athletic directors. They need to swap, change it up. I mean, these people are older than the members in Congress. The only one that's worth a damn is Chet Gladchuk. I mean, he he's he's the top guy. They should put him in charge of it. I mean, with a name like that, Chet Gladchuk. Frog. <laughs> director of, of athletics at the u.s naval academy I okay mean, come right. on. he's probably probably respectable 
Yeah, he, I'm trying to see if he played any sports. Uh, he was director of intramurals at Boston College. You know, that's oh, there we job. go. Uh, director of athletics at Tulane. He was the AD at Tulane and the AD at Houston. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's really the only one that I like because of his name. But everybody else, they just need to wipe the slate clean for next year. 12 teams, get some. I mean, honestly, would it kill to get like a Reese Fowler or Kirk Herbstreet in there? Like so, some some of the guys that we see talking every week, um, some of the analysts that actually yeah, watch track every sport. game. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy, uh, I'm trying to find somebody. Okay. He's Chris Alt is a retired former head football coach at Nevada. He's the only one. Somebody was like a former tennis player. And now he's an athletic director. Like, come on. You think he's watching every weekend of college football? I mean, I just think they should open it, have a new committee, have, like, analysts, you know, like a Kirk Herbstreit, Chris Fowler, maybe throw in a Pat McAfee, RG3. Who knows? Get some get some craziness in there um, and I, see I where think, it goes. I think you're you're on the right track, but I think it's where you need to have – people from different outlets following the sport like have one like have one person from espn right one person's from cbs one person from nbc like make somebody that's watching it right that's their life during football season make it like r yeah like like rg3 put rg3 in there for espn put you know i don't know put there's just a conflict of interest there with with their money on the line it's their playoff that's true. That's true. They, there's, I guess you can't technically put the people that are, because then that ESPN person might be influenced to vote for an Alabama over a Florida State because it's a better TV matchup. Exactly. See, but here's here's my problem. You've got NC State's athletic director, Kentucky's athletic director, Nevada's athletic director, Utah's athletic director, Navy, uh, Michigan, Miami of Ohio, Nebraska, Notre Dame, former player of Notre Dame, uh, K State athletic director and Virginia Union athletic director. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't get that. Where, but you can't, you can't put like an SEC or Big Ten guy in there because he's obviously going to vote for the team that's in his conference. You well, gotta got to pick the guys. That Michigan's are... athletic director sitting on the board. Oh, is he's on. He's on yeah, there. Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Oh, okay. Never mind. My argument's invalid. <laughs> um, I think it's once it goes to twelve, nobody's. There, there's always going to be that one team that's left out. Once it goes to twelve, it's like okay, well, you got twelve spots. Play better. Don't yeah. Lose. You you did like, something that jeopardized your position at that point. Like you, if it was twelve this year and LSU was thirteen and Missouri was nine, okay, Missouri's got two losses to LSU and Georgia. LSU's got three. Play better. Beat the team. Beat the team yeah. you should have beat. Like that. That's that's what it comes down to. Best um, best so. way to run the committee. Here's the best way to run the committee. Do one year. Lottery draw, you can put all those people in the hat that you have currently in there, but lottery draw it different one season. One season, you can't do consecutive seasons, you can only and you can only survey max of two. There are so many people out there that could do it that make it a two term thing. You cannot serve consecutive years. They should do it like a presidential election. We, the public votes for the teams to get into the playoff. That's how you should do it. Is <laughs> they hold a poll and you have to it's show like up <laughs> to your local voting office and you have to vote in person. 
no mail-in ballots here. Okay, you got to put these in a drop box, and they got to be tallied up. But what percentage? What percentage of the country in the SEC is bigger football fans than the people that are out in the Midwest? Hey, or you know better, what I mean? So it's hard to. Fans. It's hard to. We'll do. have we'll have twelve SEC teams in the playoffs. We'll have North Dakota like State that. get voted up a up a division to get in. <laughs> I mean, it's. It's gonna, you know, twelve team. I think it's gonna be the answer to everything. I'm surprised they didn't go to it this year, but it is what it is. So let's give our picks. We got our four teams: Michigan, Washington, Texas, Bama. Uh, Wade, who's winning that Michigan Bama game? You know what? I think justice gets served here. I think Michigan won. Will win this game. I think they would have won against Florida State as well. I picked Michigan to win the college football playoff at the beginning of the year. I kind of fell off the bandwagon, but I'm back on it now. Okay. Jacob, what do you think? Uh, I don't know how much justice is being served in this game either way, whether the other team, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> where the team wins or not. So uh, do I either pick the cheaters or do I pick the people that backdoored in? Um, I'll go with the cheaters. I'll go with Michigan. Um, I, I, don't, I don't see Bama winning it only because I feel like time is going to run out for them. Uh, run game is big for Michigan. Alabama has not been good stopping the run as of late. Um, and that was apparent in the Georgia game. They struggled with the run. As far as pass defense went, they were really good. Uh, but Blake Corum in the backfield is going to be a big problem for them. All right, so we got two Michigan picks here. Um, I honestly, as much as I want to do it, I can't pick against Nick Saban. I mean, the man knows how to win. Uh, I think, I don't know, I just think Alabama's a, better football team at this point in the season regardless of all the reasons you just listed why they're not i'm just picking i'm just going with bama my gut tells me nick saban's gonna have them yeah, ready to they, play. they got the chance you know yeah. you feel like they're gonna cash it in yeah so on the other side of things we got texas and washington i really really want to pick texas because at the championships in houston i mean i think that would just be really cool but I don't want to see Texas and Bama play, so I'm going to pick Washington. I'm going to have a Bama-Washington national championship here. What about you, Wade? I'm going to take Texas. I think they got less travel. I think they're on fire right now. Um, I agree with NASCAR Neil that it very well could be Texas versus Alabama. Um, But Alabama definitely has some holes in their game. I mean, if Auburn can figure them out, I think Michigan can. That is true. Uh, I think you might be looking at – well, I, I mean, I think that these teams are fairly ranked. I think Texas at the three and, and Washington at the two is fair because of record. But I think right now I have as much confidence in Texas as anybody in the country. When you or she's slinging it. Um, I like Jacob. him better than any quarterback coming out of this year's draft class, which is saying a lot. Well, yours is considering going back. I think if yeah, he wins a national is. championship, no, why would you go back? back? If I mean, if you win it all, go to the NFL at that point. Like, why why go back and risk getting hurt or something like that? I know that NIL money is probably huge, but it could also because the NFL has a knack for drafting quarterbacks to do nothing in college and discounting quarterbacks that win. You know, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So I saw he's going to get drafted behind Caleb Williams regardless this year. I saw a mock draft that had uh, Jaden Daniels going number 10 to the Saints. So just throwing that out there, putting it in the universe, you know, maybe. So, Jacob, Texas or Washington? Uh, I'm going to go with the inverted logo matchup. Uh, It's going to be Michigan and Washington, I think. There we go. The Waste Management Bowl? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we're Uh, talking. So 
I the reason I'm picking the reason I'm picking Washington is because I think looking at the four teams, call me crazy, but I think Washington is the best defensive team at all positions in the top four. I think they are. I I think they're strong enough in the secondary to compete against Texas. Um, Yeah, Texas' secondary is pretty bad. They're bad. They start airing it out. That's going to be a problem. He can sling it. Like, there's just, I watched that in that Oregon game and he was just throwing it up there. And it's just like they have nothing to lose and just launching it and trusting their guys. I've never seen a team that trusts their receivers so much. I mean, Mm -hmm. late in the game like that, and they were throwing the ball under two minutes to go and they were throwing for first downs in a one score game. So, um, yeah, I think Washington is, is going to be up for it and it'll be one heck of a matchup. I think it's about time where Washington makes a return. It's been a little while. Um, and, and I think they'd be a great matchup with Michigan to be a low scoring game. I think so national champions. What do we got? I'm going Washington. Give me Michael Penix, baby. Don't speak at the same time. <laughs> Who y'all picking? Jacob, All right, you go. I'll go. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go with Michigan, and here's the reasoning why: because the college football season is not gonna end all sunshine and rainbows. Okay, here's what's gonna happen: They're gonna Michigan's going title. to win. The NCAA oh will bring allegations on, and they will strip it away from them, oh, and nobody geez. will win. Guaranteed. And Florida State yeah. will claim a national championship because they're going to win against Georgia. I'm telling oh, you, yeah. this is that's what's going to happen. There, no season ever ends sunshine and rainbows, and it's not going to happen. There's no Michigan's going to win and get it stripped from them, and Jim Harbaugh is going to leave, and then they're they're going to be left with nothing. Yep, exactly. Who do you think would? Um. I'm going to stick with my original pick. I'll go with Michigan as well. If I had to pick for Tyler, I would say he's going to take Washington versus Alabama, and he's going to take Washington to win it. He likes Michael Penix. He had him so picked at the beginning of the season. We have Same. four different national championships. Bet, bet he would have picked Texas. No, I, I had Washington and Alabama also. Oh, okay, okay. Y'all have the same. We have the same. Great minds think alike. Um, I want to pick Michigan and Texas because we had some issues with our sprinkler system. Uh, city water meter messed up. So the, so the guy came out to work on it, and I was talking to him while I was working on it. He's a big Texas fan, just big Texas football guy. And his buddy is Michigan fan that he, like, trained or something. And <laughs> they were, they were, plan- were going to go to the game together if, if both of them went to the national championship. And he was such a nice guy, and he fixed my sprinklers. I kind of want to root for Michigan versus Texas. Uh, just so he gets to enjoy that. So, um, But I made the preseason pick at the beginning of the year on a Belly Up Sports article for Washington to actually win the whole thing, so I'm sticking with it. Wish I had to place money on it. I didn't. I also picked Michael Penix to win the Heisman, but uh, I'm completely against that now. I'm on Jane Daniels' train. You also Late picked night. Shadur to win the Heisman. <laughs> I, did, I did pick that, too. I was just riding the hype. I have the Four most win. money on Jane Four Daniels, win. so Pretty I'm good. rooting right. for Jane Daniels. Whenever I send you your money back, it'll be minus 10 because of Shadur. Yeah. So. <laughs> Not really, but you've already lost that money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, but, yeah, Heisman finalists were announced. Uh, Jane Daniels, uh, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, and – I guess surprise, not surprise, Marvin Harrison Jr. I would have thrown Milrow in there, really. Yeah. Really? I, I not, over not Harrison. He has no. the Heisman moment, you know. What about Quinn Ewers? 
over Milrow. He hasn't played uh, the whole season. I, I think true. the Auburn, the Auburn play, and then beating Georgia. I felt like that was enough momentum to get him an invite. I think Harrison's in there just solely because of his last name. I'm surprised he's not even in the top. He's. I would put Blake Corman in there over Marvin Harrison. Um, I mean, Marvin Harrison Jr. is not even in the top 10 of receiving yards. And people argue, well, he's got a mediocre quarterback. Okay, I understand that. But then, and they say, I think he really does. I mean, well, he's transferring, but I think it's just, I think think he's getting a lot of attention. It's the thing with him is he didn't have, so the argument is between Malik Neighbors and Marvin Harrison Jr. Okay, and they're totally their yards and everything Neither. about the Bolitnikov. Well, for the Bolitnikov award, I oh, think oh, oh, okay. obviously it's a homer pick, Malik Neighbors. You look at the numbers; they're not even close. The only difference is Malik Neighbors averages eighteen yards a catch. Marvin Harrison Jr. averages eighteen point one. That's the only difference in this, and that's the only stat he leads, and they're tied in touchdowns. But on the flip side of things, who's Ohio State's number two wide receiver? Second best, he's got 400 total receiving yards and 40 receptions. LSU's is a Brian Thomas and another thousand yard receiver, 15 touchdowns I think on the year and and like 70 receptions. So it's you've got two all stars on one team and you still got a guy leading the nation in receiving yards on that team and then you've got someone who's got a famous dad who I heard a rumor he killed somebody. I don't know if one of y'all told me that. I mean, that was something going around in the NFL. Marvin yeah, Harrison. I don't think this is don't put that Marvin in my Lewis. <laughs> Get that uh, out of here. Or maybe it was something with – he was. I don't know. It was something crazy. Uh, but that it, – I think it's Marvin because Simpson. of his last name. Like, it's, it shouldn't even be an argument if you look at the numbers. I sent you all the stats. You take away the names. Look at the numbers. Tell me who you think you should win the Bolitnikoff. And I think – Like, neighbors. I think they could have put a defensive player in there this year. Who? I Florida State's linebacker verse could have been in there. Yeah, yeah. I I had high hopes that uh, he'd run up there Harold and tackle Parkinson. the NCAA president. <laughs> yeah, he probably would. He'd spear him through the freaking Heisman stand. Um, I had hopes that Harold Perkins would make it in, but he just didn't have like a. Wow, season. Yeah, he was an X factor for LSU, but it wasn't enough to black. Like, yeah, he was kind of disappointing this year overall. He didn't yeah. make the big leap. He was good, yeah. but not. But I think he gets overshadowed in how terrible the defense was, right? Yeah, he got lost in the scheme. Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, what's somebody, another defensive player? I don't know if anybody really. I agree Wah. with the Jacob Verse. He, he could have gotten a look at it. I mean, Jacob. I think there's plenty of other people out there other than like, Marvin Harrison. Outside of Marvin Harrison yeah. Jr., like that, that's crazy. Yeah, that one was. I think it's solely the name Ohio State, and they just. I mean, he, is he going to be a great NFL receiver? Yes. Did he have the best uh, best year? No. Tyler Jordan Travis should have been a finalist if the committee thinks he's the sole reason F- uh, Florida State is so good. That's a good argument. You could have put Jordan Travis in there. Good would he point. have won it? Probably not because since he got hurt, if he would have won it, that would have been a sympathy vote, right? Um, there'd been a little asterisk next to his name. Oh, shit. Who but, won the Heisman last year? Caleb Williams. Oh, yeah, Caleb Williams. And wasn't Caleb Williams hurt? No. He was no, just being who, a little diva. No, wasn't was Cam Rising a finalist? No. Uh, yeah, but he didn't tear his ACL to the bowl game. 
No, he had heard it previously. I he was playing all Megatron for the bowl game. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I don't know who the Heisman. I can't remember who the Heisman finals were last year. But so somebody sat on there that was hurt. Yeah, you're right. Uh, it was no, it was Max Duggan, C.J. Stroud, Caleb Williams, and Stetson Bennett. Huh. None of those guys were hurt. It definitely has happened in the past. It has, but I don't know. I, I I like Tyler's take there. Yeah, I think you honestly could. And it's turned into a quarterback award. It it doesn't seem like Marvin Harrison is very deserving of it. Like, right? How much? Well, let me ask you. Ten this. games this year. There's just there's no way. And there were some games that. His catches, he had two catches for 65 yards. Well, congrats. You got two long passes. Like, if you're a Heisman candidate, you got to take over a game, which brings me to the defensive side of, in 2021, it was Aiden Hutchinson was a finalist. Mm-hmm. I look back at Manti Teo, Tyron Matthew from LSU. I mean, those were guys that directly took over a game and made well, it Aiden, completely different when they were Aiden the Hutchinson had the best defensive season out of anybody in the last 10 years, I think. Yeah. There's just... I don't think anybody's come close to it, and he still didn't win it. <laughs> like there, there's, I mean, those are yeah. That was that crazy. was Bryce Young won it that year. Yeah, so. and you can see what Bryce Young's dealing with in Carolina. So there's like He's dealing with Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. So yeah, what were you saying, Wade? Oh, I was gonna say if you look at it, the committee says, you know, Florida State can't make the playoff because of the impact of one player, and you know. People were wanting to vote for Bo Nix because of the team success at one point. Well, then his team dropped off, and he kind of dropped off on the, the he vote. Hit a but now, on the shoulder on the first pass of the game. Yeah, you got one player in the Heisman finalist that's playing for a playoff. So, where is Michigan's impact player? Where is Texas's impact player? Where you know where is um, Alabama's impact player? None of those guys are there. So those you're saying those teams are good enough teams without a Heisman level quarterback or a Heisman level running back, you're voting them in because of their, their team success, not because of the one impact player. So I just think it's very odd to have there's holes in every argument right now. Yeah. There's just, it's weird. Just not having playoff players in the Heisman race. Yeah. Here's an interesting thing. Also, like you, you brought that up. So I thought about impact players for like each team. So Milro is obviously Alabama's, uh, Michigan's is you could make an argument for McCarthy, but I don't think it is. I, don't I think, think it's so. Quorum. I think it's Quorum. I, I think it's um, Washington would be Penix. Yeah. And or shit, even their running back. I don't even know his name, but that dude. That I mean, guy. He, holy. Johnson, he won that Pac 12 champion. Or he, yeah, he won that championship. In Texas, I don't think it's Quinn Ewers, to be well, honest just with because you. He was I, think, hurt so I think it's probably Xavier Worthy, is probably their best guy on that team, skill player. On their entire team is probably him, and he's hurt. And who knows? Did he just be tear back. his ACL, or was that their other running? Did their, no, that was their running back. That was their starting okay. running back. But he got hurt in the Big Twelve Championship game and yeah. didn't come back. So, and they said he could be out for a while. So, there's things that play like into that. But I honestly think that there should be other people warming a chair there. Like, I get that Knicks had a rough Pac-12 championship game but i still think i still i still think he deserves the last seat at the table there you know type thing oh i have no issue uh, with him being a finalist right. and michael Penix being a finalist i just don't agree with marvin harrison jr i think there's other i, I would have taken guys. the opportunity to throw another playoff guy in there is, is all i'm saying right like, uh, blake quorum i think yeah. even if you don't go jail milro i think you could have gone blake quorum 
I think that that would solidify the false argument of leaving Florida State out because of an impact player when you're saying that three of the teams made the playoffs without one. Right. So Heisman picks. It'll be announced on Saturday. If it's not Jane Daniels, I'm going to cry. If it is Jane Daniels, I'm going to cry. So I'm crying either (laughs) way. Um, It's, I think, I mean, LSU has begun, they began the push. I think in November. They made the man a website. I mean, that's pretty yes. awesome. Yes, they've got billboards everywhere. <laughs> and they're, they're, dude, Cody Warsham over there, he's, uh, I don't know what his official title is, but it's basically he's the like, director of sports information. Um, It's like, let's see, he's got it in his Twitter bio, but it's basically like director of marketing for LSU. Yeah, um, he's, his job is to promote the team and the he's stories. The chief, and... He's the chief brand officer. There you go. Uh, So, what they're doing with this is is brilliant. I mean, Daniels doesn't have that SEC champion, didn't have that SEC championship plan. So you just flood Twitter with all. I, I was looking at like their analytics of like what where they were posting and why. It's brilliant. Um, and that's exactly what you have to do. And it's great for recruiting. They put it in the uh where Bryce Underwood lives. They put that hit that kid Jaden, the number one quarterback in the nation next year, recruit. They put it in his uh, hometown that he has to pass when he's going to high school because it's between LSU and Michigan in that recruiting battle. So, I mean, that's a genius move. They put it over there in the pa- in Vegas where they were playing a Pac-12 championship. <laughs> like, yeah, these two guys are playing, but don't forget about that kid, Jaden. They just got it everywhere. They're flooding Twitter. They got it, They made him a website. They got the LSU Gold Series, the four-part series. Um, that was really good to watch. So, I mean, obviously my pick's Jane Daniels, but I'm curious to see who y'all are picking and why. What do you think, Jacob? Are you still on the Bo Nix train, or has he fallen off after the uh, No, game? I've seen it everything I needed to see. Um, yeah, it's the first time in a while that you're going to see a guy who hasn't been in the playoff win it. So, no, I'll go with Daniels. Um, Let's go. We convinced the Wade, Tyler. <laughs> We've convinced Well, them. I, I think Bo Nix's poor performance convinced me, honestly. Uh, it's It was hard to watch, and just he wasn't on the field in those impact moments of the game. And was sitting on the bench with the towel on his head. So, you know, there were there were times there where it's like, look, if he was on the field and needed to make a big play, and there were moments where he just he couldn't do it. And huh? that it, was you his know, moment with the towel on his head. That's the that's the issue with having uh you know, one player try to carry you all the way to the mountaintop, and that's that's what happened. I mean, so that's that's the biggest thing. It's a it's a player performance award at the end of the day. So um yeah, Daniels had a good season offensively. Best season in a very long time. I think the only numbers that aren't beaten are Joe Burrows. So, Wade, I know you weren't a lifelong LSU fan, but you suffered through enough with us. Um, if I would have told you six years ago that LSU would have back or you know two Heisman winning quarterbacks in four years, you probably would have called me batshit crazy. With two different you, offensive coordinators, exactly. And two different head coaches. Miles. Yeah. So, it, if it happens. I'll, I'll, it's amazing. If it doesn't, I'm just happy we got to experience the Jaden Daniels effect. Who's your pick, Wade? I'm definitely going with Jaden Daniels, but I would put Penix up there at number two now um, yeah. if we're going to ride the team success storyline. And I wouldn't be surprised to see Penix get some first-place votes as well. I think that um, it'll be kind of split between him and Knicks uh, for a second. I could see Penix kind of taking the edge. Yeah, I think it's going to go Daniels, Penix, and Knicks, and then Marvin Harrison. Dyer. I feel like the voting's going to heavily weigh on the fact that Penix 
played in the Pac-12 championship and, and won. played late in the season and that, you know, we got to see a little more on, I would say, the national telecast of Penix late in the season than we did Daniels. And I feel like that's probably going to weigh a lot into some first place votes. Uh, yeah. But then again, the people that are voting are statisticians and they'll pick it apart at the end of the day. So, And it's national media. So, I mean, they obviously know who Jane Daniels is, right? It's not athletic directors from Nevada voting right. on, the Heis- on the Heisman. So, One thing um, about Daniels, though. One thing about Daniels, though. His current play style will not work in the NFL. I think he... He will have to adapt. Yeah. Will... I, I think he's going to have the tools. He has the tools to be great. He has the speed to be great, but he can't take off across the open uh, middle of the field because he's going to get his head taken off. By not only ball. that, it just the lane won't be there. The NFL right. linebackers are much more disciplined and coverage doesn't get blown. I mean, Lamar Jackson played a very similar collegiate game and, and he's transitioned well. It took him a little bit, but, yeah. um, you know, he can run. But he certainly isn't run first anymore. I mean, he's he's trying right. to throw the ball. I'd hate yeah. to see him uh, like. I'd love to see him go to the Saints. I wouldn't be upset. Uh, I yeah, I got I it. But at the same time, if the, Saints, if the Saints don't make a coaching change, then it won't matter. Oh, like, that's yeah. the point. Like it's... I'd hate to see him go to the Saints and them have the same staff at the start of next year and decide to stick him out there and then him mm-hmm. look like absolute garbage. Speaking of the Saints, Drew Brees was on the sidelines, and there was a picture of him and Gail Benson uh, having a little, comp, you know, private conversation. And somebody captioned it: "Drew, honey, what do you think I should do with those bastards? Should I just fire all of them?" And then the other one was Drew. So I heard you say something about this left hand throwing. Is that is <laughs> is that a real thing? Can you come back and play quarterback left handed? Because um, yeah, the Saints are just in shambles right now. I mean, Derek Carr, ass. I mean, it's great that he's he got a concussion because we won't hopefully we won't see him this weekend. How many concussions has he had now? Like five. He's had two in the past three games. So hey, NFL, step in, take him out. Nope, it's it's mental health there. Pull him off the field. Don't let him in there. Um, Put in Jameis Winston. We're seeing Taysom Hill, him ramp up or at quarterback. but I think it, like you said, Jacob, it's the coaching changes aren't made. It's not going to matter who we draft. You got to get rid of Dennis Allen. You got to get rid of Pete Carmichael. You can keep the defensive guys, um, but I'm sure a new head coach will bring somebody else in. So it's, I mean, I didn't even watch Sunday. I saw they were down 21 nothing in the first quarter, and then I turned it on with two minutes left and watched them turn the ball over and lose the game. So <laughs> you caught all the bad. Yeah, I caught all the bad. Uh, how about Jake Browning over there in Cincinnati, though? He looked good. I mean, yeah. I know we see this every year where guys come in and you don't have any film on them, so they right. kind of tear it up. But, I mean, he, he looked completely different than he did in his first start last week against Pittsburgh. And Jacksonville's no slouch on defense. I mean, they, they've they had a pretty good year. Uh, if they would have won that game, they would have been the one seed in the AFC. They had it and then they lost it, and they lost their quarterback, so that's very concerning. I think he'll be all right, though. I think he'll be back by the last week of the regular season or so. Um, no, I think Trevor Lawrence is, is fine. I think they, they said today that it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be. Well, um, it's a high ankle sprain, so, I mean, he's definitely out for the next week or two. 
I don't know. I was seeing some reports that were saying they don't expect him to really miss any time. It looked like but, another Achilles, but I guess he yeah. avoided it. Um, but yeah. Speaking of Achilles, start. Aaron Rodgers is supposed to play in two weeks. I don't. Know I heard that he's thing. not playing, and that Zach Wilson doesn't want to be the quarterback anymore. Yeah, I saw that too. I don't really know what you do if you're the New York Jets. Do you put Garrett Wilson in there and just let him keep the jersey? Uh, go sign like, Ben DiNucci. <laughs> I think you got to hit the waiver wire. <laughs> yeah, but who do, who do you pick up? You know, I mean, we've had so many quarterback injuries and so many like changes of starting quarterbacks. How has Josh Johnson not played in one NFL game this year? This man has been on a different NFL roster every year. He sucks, but he always makes it somehow. I don't even know where he played college football, but he's always on a roster as like an emergency quarterback, and I haven't heard his name once. Well, here's maybe a, here's an interesting one: Nick Foles. Yeah, yeah, but he hasn't played in like four years. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt yeah, Ryan. He's, he's no. I'd put Zach Wilson in before I put Matt Ryan in. I mean, it must say something about Matt Ryan if Joe Flacco got a call first. Yeah, that, for gosh sakes, go get Cam Newton. Like, like, like but I think, I'm surprised Andy Dalton didn't get released at some point. You know, he's he's Carolina's backup, right? Yeah, he can't yeah, get think, traded at this point, but they could do him a solid and release him. I mean, I think they're gonna shut Bryce Young down here pretty soon. And Jimmy G didn't over. get dealt. Jimmy G's healthy, sitting around. Wait, well, yeah, that is surprising. Maybe that's why Tom Brady called the NFL mediocre this year. Um, before I get to my next team that I want to bring up, I got to bring up the dog of the week because they play into it. Here we go. Who got, who got that dog in them? Uh, we do it every week. Everybody's favorite segment. Mine this week is Debo Samuel because he just absolutely torched Philadelphia. Um, the man had like two catch, two touchdowns for like 140 yards. Uh, he did it in the black air force one. So you knew he meant business. He stood on that business as ESPN is apparently running with now. Thank you, Missouri's head coach for making that a thing. I think. <laughs> um, but he said last year, you know, we would have blown him out if, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt. He came back and he just torched the DBs in, in Philadelphia, did his thing, helped me win my, or, you know, did I win one? No, I don't remember which league I have them in. I think I lost in that league. Uh, but still did great. So, Debo Samuel, that's my dog of the week. Wade, who you got? Yeah, definitely a lot of wide receivers you could give it to. You could go Jamar Chase, DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. uh, Nico Collins. All had really great weeks. Uh, but I think I got to go with the guy who played Thursday night, DK Metcalf. I mean, he just looked dominant. He looked like what we thought DK Metcalf would be in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, he's like the next Calvin Johnson type like physique, and you thought he would just go all in. There we go. I got a, some Maddie Ice there from Maddie Ice. Uh, yeah, super fast, super tall. And like he was just like bullying the Cowboys cornerback. And this is the guy who has uh six pick sixes on the year. Um and he just was like taunting him the whole game, and like he was taunting him, him in line. sign language. He's learned sign language, so when he scores a touchdown, he can taunt the other team and not get a penalty. He does it into the camera, yeah. And so they that, show it on the big screen. 
he gets the dog for that. I mean, the stats yeah. don't lie, but like the fact that he was just like bullying the student, like knew he was gonna score. He like pointed on his like pounded on his chest before the play, and like everybody knew it was going to him, and he still did it from the one yard line. Uh, yeah. But Jamar also had a really good game, but I gotta give it to to DK. Jacob, who you got? Uh, my dog of the week uh, is a team that has sucked all season, but I feel like it's a team award that they finally got it done for once in their lives. Uh, I'm going to go with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, third Good one of the season. Nothing. Congrats. No, 24-10. You're thinking that was oh, the, Chargers. the Chargers. Yeah, that's right. Um, 24-10 over the Steelers on the road. Steelers look like they could be a playoff team, but without picket now. Our pickets um, out for a little bit, so we're going to see Trubisky. Yeah, and the boy Trace McSorley got signed as the backup now. Yeah, we um, go. Uh, but no, the Cardinals definitely railroaded the uh, homecoming for James Conner. Just uh, hand on the ball and get out of the way. But uh, yeah, congrats on their third win of the season. Um, yeah, that that was probably the only thing that I saw happen all weekend. It was a pretty boring weekend. Uh, to be a Patriots fan, that is, because no points were scored. And I'm glad I didn't watch that game. That game sucked. Yeah, 6 nothing. Um, Yeah, James Conner, he did great on my bench. Ended up losing the game because I didn't start him. I lost by three points because, you know, Taylor Swift shows up to the Chiefs-Packers game and Patrick Mahomes just doesn't throw it to him anymore, uh, to Travis Kelsey anymore. Wade and I were texting about this. We think there's some beef, okay? I think it's something with Brittany and, and Taylor. Brittany's going to be the downfall of this dynasty. And uh, and she's she's not liking it. She's not digging all the attention that, that Travis and Taylor get. So she told Patrick to uh, to stop throwing the ball to him because he only has like four catches. So yes. I don't know what's going on there. Mad joke. Yes. That's another good one, Matty Ice. Ran that squad, or it was the punter that squatted 600 pounds. Hashtag punters are people too. I'm gonna change that for you. I think it was punter. was it uh, well, it wasn't quite. I, I think was about it was to say that scrawny as hell. This dude was he you could put him He's at linebacker. Hurt. Him and Aaron Donald could line up on the line. No, it wasn't it wasn't Dicker the kicker. It was it was no. yeah. Um oh something up speaking of Dicker the kicker and fun But Matt Jones will like that better because he was a punter. He was a punter and a kicker and a quarterback and a safety and a wide receiver. As you can tell, our high school was not very well equipped with football players. <laughs> He's the Taysom Hill of uh, Mississippi Catholic. He football. is. Matty Ice is the Taysom Hill of St. Patrick High School. Um, he, he'll love that nickname. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Uh, I missed it in our college football talk about bowl games with Penn State playing Ole Miss uh, and LSU playing Wisconsin. Guess who the Wisconsin head coach is? Pickle the Pickle. Luke Fickle the Pickle, baby. When I realized that, I was so excited. I couldn't remember his name. I called him Luke Farrell the other day, and I was like, that's not right. And I was like, oh, Pickle the Pickle. Pickle in Wisconsin taking on LSU. Of course, we'll talk about that when it gets a little closer, but had to bring that up when we when we brought up uh, Dicker the Kicker. So, but 49ers and Eagles, that's what kind of started this whole conversation. 49ers blew him out of the water. That's all I had to see to change my Super Bowl prediction. 49ers, give it to them. I mean, and they've they, done this twice. They beat the crap out the Cowboys and they beat the crap out the Eagles, but then they lose, you know, pretty badly to the Bengals and some other teams. I mean, I just, I feel like this team, when they're on, they are on. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like guys like Debo typically are a little injury prone. CMC's typically a little injury prone. 
when they're all I, healthy. I know, I know, but it doesn't matter in week 13. It matters in week 20. Yep. I know Philadelphia just got curb stomped, but I still have more faith in the team overall. Yeah, I mean, they're going to bounce back from it, and, and it's probably going to be a Philly uh, 49ers NFC championship. Like last year. Yeah. Uh, so. I think it'll probably be the Cowboys for one time only. And Niners you think Cowboys. They'll make it that far. They won't choke. Um, writing off Detroit. Oh, shoot. I'm writing off the, the NFC playoff picture. Is uh, it yeah, honestly looks so teams. bad in the beginning of the year, but it's good. That's preseason. We talked about how terrible the NFC was and how great the AFC was, but then you look at the injuries on both even. sides of the ball, and yeah, I mean, it's I mean, I, I picked the Niners to win it, win it all, so I'm gonna stick with it. Like, I from your point, way like. For me personally, I feel that I don't think the Niners are going to lose another game in the regular season. I don't see them losing another game. They came out of the bye week and lost they've those got, three games. But they've got the bird gauntlet going forward. Like if the Eagles, the Cardinals, there's like three the Ravens, uh, Falcons, the Falcons, and there's one other bird team. Um, you know that somebody in the scheduling office was trolling. Oh, what yeah. is it? Schedule Seahawks, Seattle. Are, are the Seahawks a bird? That's the yeah, they're a bird yes. they're not a real like breed of a bird, but they're a bird. Yeah, but so this I is think the first that's time probably their toughest game. Their well. toughest game is going to be against the Seahawks. Out of that stretch, I mean, I don't see Arizona putting up a fight whatsoever. Uh, I don't see Atlanta putting up a fight because I think no. the Niners are in a different league than that. Yeah. So I I think they're miles ahead. And they've figured something out. Like Kyle Shanahan is one hell of a coach. Yeah, he is. His flat bill hat and all. I mean, the dude knows what he's perfect. He's Cali through and through. Uh, what's even crazier is the Saints could still make the playoffs. Like with how terrible they are, all they you gotta do is bench Derek Carr. All you gotta do is beat the Falcons out. They ain't winning. You got another because we you've got you can. They're gonna play the, the Panthers next week. There's no guarantee that they beat the Panthers. <laughs> No, nah, Panthers ah! are pretty dang bad. I mean, the Bucks only won by three points. I think you could you could we lost both matchups to the Bucks, right? We've already played them twice. Um so but you sweep the Panthers and then split it with air uh with Atlanta and just start winning. Like well the put, Bucks are right behind you, so if you start losing non Non divisional yeah. games, here come the Bucks. Like that's I think the answer the is to bench Derek Carr. Bench your one hundred and fifty million dollar noodle arm and tell him you're done. You've got too many concussions. It's it's you're at it too. Yeah, this one it's a health thing. Yeah, I mean he's had two concussions in the past three games. So and he's got a shoulder injury and a rib injury. Um just just start writing the excuses, Carr. We'll 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 just we'll pay you on the side. You'll never touch the field again. Throw Jameis Winston in. Throw Taysom Hill in. I mean, the dude that got busted for doing PEDs, the rookie, put let him get some playing time. I mean, something because it's you got it. You still have a legitimate shot, which is crazy to say, but that's how the NFL playoffs work. Um, will it happen? Probably not. They'll probably lose the last game of the season and miss the playoffs, and everybody will get fired, and we'll all be happy in New Orleans. But it's a possibility. So, um. Bets for this week. Got it. We don't have any college football ones, but we got NFL. It's time for building <clears throat> that bankroll. Chuching. Um, looking at the the wolf spreads, I finished sixth place. Um, so not great. Uh, 
it's still fun to do. Building that bankroll is brought to you by our friends over at Wolf Spreads. Free money, risk-free. Uh, you just compete against your friends for bragging rights. You could join us. We've got it on our Twitter page. Um, we've got a few fans in there, so it's always fun to compete. Uh, let's start with you, Jacob. What's your best bet for the NFL this week? Um, for the NFL this week, I got to look at my games real quick. Sorry, I'm slow on the ball. Um, best bet. A lot of bad, like terrible. I mean, you got Thursday night terrible Patriots versus Steelers. That's a terrible matchup. Oh, yes. Perfect matchup for it. Uh, so, fun fact about this game. It is the lowest over-under in the NFL since 2005. Um, so, at 30, I think it's 30 and some change. No, 29.5 now is the over-under. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, take the under at 29.5 because the Patriots will not score and the Steelers might score two touchdowns. I like it. I like it. And it's a Thursday night game, so it's always terrible. Yep. And it's going to be freezing. It's going to be in the 30s. We're going to see you at the game? Uh, I will not be at that game. <laughs> kiss that one goodbye. All right. So we got the under in the Patriots game. Uh, Wade, what do you got for us? Um, I'm eyeballing two here. Detroit minus three over the Chicago Bears. But it is a road game, and it's getting to be that time of the year where the wind is blowing like crazy and the Windy City. So I'm going to go with the straight-up money line because it's only a one-point line. The Bengals are one-point dogs at home against the Colts. I think that's a pretty even matchup. The Bengals have some momentum. Uh, Jake Browning and Jamar Chase established a good chemistry. I mean, the Colts' defense just got torched by Mike Evans a couple weeks ago and again this past week. So, yeah, I'm going to go uh, with the Bengals to win outright on Sunday. All right, Bengals money line. I like it. Positive money there too. It's right at plus one hundred. So I've got one that beginning of the season would have had me super hyped to watch this matchup. Right now, it's an eh matchup. We got the Bills taking on the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Um, Chiefs are currently favored by two and a half, but what I'm looking at is the over under is set at forty seven and a half. I know these offenses offenses have struggled in the past few weeks. It looked like the Bills kind of figured it out last week. Give me the over. I could see this being a very high-scoring offensive matchup as long as the Chiefs wide receivers actually catch the ball. I'm sure Taylor Swift will be in attendance. She's going to say sorry to, to Travis and say, look, I, I was bad mojo last week. You're getting, you're getting a touchdown. You're getting two touchdowns this coming week. Um, and we're going to see a high-scoring matchup here between the Chiefs and the, and the Bills. Um, in Arrowhead, so that and that's a Sunday afternoon game. Surprised it wasn't. Well, it's not flexing the night game because it's the Eagles Cowboys Sunday night. So that's going to be a right. heck of a matchup too. Where are they playing at Dallas? Yeah, they're playing in Dallas. Okay, I was going to say Philly has to stop playing at home eventually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, that that Lions and Bears game. Somebody tell me how Detroit's only a three point. Favorite on the road that should that feels like weather. a thirteen. That That's feels a like a thirteen game, and a half. It's like, gonna push. They're gonna cover it, but it's gonna push. It's gonna be. It's, it's, a, no it's a weather way. game. It's thirty eight degrees. It's probably gonna be windy, rainy. Uh, but Chicago's terrible. And speaking, the Lions dude, look like a playoff team already. How about the Dolphins? Thirteen point favorites over the Titans. The Dolphins have been huge spread favorites this, this year. I've seen I know, and they keep raising it on us. <laughs> yeah. 
And 13 is a lot of NFL points, but they've done it two weeks in a row. Yeah. I like the Browns at home against the Jags. Yeah, potentially without down a quarterback. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good matchup, too. They're, they're three-point favorites. Texans Texans are only five-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jets. That's That feels like a two-touchdown victory type game right there with the way the Texans are playing. Um, speaking of Texans, how about our boy Derek Stingley, Freddie? Two tu- or two interceptions. One of them was like a center fielder tracking down a ball right there. Coming into um, his own. Yeah, and that t- the defense looked great um, this past week, and I'm gonna just have to be a Texans fan. I mean, I can't, I can't deal with these Saints anymore. So, oh, uh, shout out to uh, Parker Washington, Jags receiver. Yes, one of the best catchers of the year, right there. First touchdown of uh, the season. Yeah, he looked really, really sharp filling in for Christian Kirk. He could be kind of a a guy to keep your eye on. Uh, I. If Lawrence didn't get hurt in that game, I would be all over picking up Washington for fantasy playoffs. Yeah, yeah not really I, sure. Who who's their backup quarterback? CJ Beathard. Ooh. A little tough. Yeah. Well, you got Mr. Beat Hard coming into the game. Yeah, he only threw out. one incompletion, but he also had about a fifteen yard fumble. Like he got strip sacked and it just kept bouncing around. Uh and nobody picked it up. So well, I want to talk a little uh transfer portal news but i kind of want to wait for tyler next week uh just i want to hear a tyler transfer portal rant let's talk it let's talk it and have tyler give his input next week okay well we'll keep it brief uh because we're we're coming up on that hour mark uh just just, it's just a big names man like uh and now their names are blanking on me the dude from oklahoma cord Kyle McCord uh what's Oklahoma's quarterback uh Dylan Gabriel Dylan Gabriel Cam uh, Ward. Leonard. Yeah, like guys that balled out this year, and I, I just don't understand. Like, I guess the Dylan Gabriel one makes sense because his offense coordinator is going to be at head coach of Mississippi State. Mississippi State's quarterback is transferring. Maybe we see him in the SEC. Um, Kyle McCord, maybe Ryan Day pulled him aside and said, dude, you're mediocre. You're done. We're, we're going to have a freshman start next year. Um Cam Ward from Washington State. I guess he, Jacob, you said it best pre-show. Doesn't want to play in the Pac-2. Wants to play in an actual meaningful conference. And I get that one. I mean, right. That, I uh, think Leonard from I, from Duke. Well, I guess his coach is gone too. But it's, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Let's it's talk, over. A, let's talk Kyle McCord for just a second, because I think a lot of people are thinking about it. Going, why is he leaving Ohio State? Well. Remember when we had that fun conversation about Ryan Day possibly getting the boot at Ohio State? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe Kyle McCord knows something that the rest of us don't know. And it's true. Maybe maybe I mean, Day's gone. Or maybe Day says, look, I know I'm getting the boot if I don't win it next year. Do I have confidence in this guy to get me there? It's. I mean, he. But played. I don't think Day pressured him to go to the transfer portal. I don't a lot of coaches that. are. I mean, North Carolina State. They had a quarterback who did an interview, and it was very eye-opening. I'd never even have heard of the guy, but LSU offered him. He filled in for Brennan Armstrong this year pretty well. North Carolina State had an eight-win season. Armstrong's going to be a a graduate this year, so you would think he would slide right in. And his coach said, "Nah, we want to go get so and so out the portal." And then the kid didn't want to leave. Like, he wanted to play. But it's like, well, they forced his hand. So I I think that the coaches are leaning into this a lot more than people are leading on. 
it's I, more it's you're recruiting kids out of the portal um and just ditching the dudes on your own team that's why i don't really like it that much i think there needs to be a cap well, i think we talked about it last last show you got to play somewhere two years you can't transfer back-to-back seasons that's my biggest thing yeah it make it's sense. like three three schools in one career i i, I get like why you want to maybe leave somewhere if you've been there for two years or something and you didn't get an opportunity, but I don't like seeing established quarterbacks just up and leave after like setting school records for that's, passing yards. That's like, what makes no sense. Just ride it out. Right. You've got the opportunity. The NFL has eyes on you. Yeah. Just ride it out. Yeah. If you're going to be the starting quarterback next year, like what are you transferring to go get to a competition just to play for? And it can sure. backfire, by the way. Look at Jamie Newman. He would have been a first round pick. I'm not so sure Sam Hartman's going to be a first-round pick anymore. I mean, he didn't have a bad year. He just had some stuff get exposed by going to Notre Dame, playing on the big stage. Um, That's just not for everybody. So, And and look at Devin Leary. Oh, my gosh. He Mm -hmm. tanked his value. Right. Spitzer Sanders from Oklahoma State to Ole Miss. I mean, he'll never touch the field. So it's not always a a win-win. Coaches use it as a way to to build – depth and that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to play and then you got the young guys who are freshmen who didn't play this year which understandably like last year walked the walker howard situation at lsu walker howard transferred to Ole miss jackson darts coming back yeah he's like, in no worse of a situation yeah he, he'd be in a better situation this year to compete with nussmeyer um and then the arch manning rumors that if quinn ewers come back who's he's gone he, he, there's no way he stays. I mean, yours is coming back. There's no way he stays at Texas. But I if I'm Orange Manning, just, I'm they don't need it. The money, like, yeah, let him. I mean, when yours is gone, it's your show because their backup is supposedly tra- is transferring, uh, or at least that's what everybody says. I, just, I think he wants time, though. I, I honestly think he wants to be a starter a, somewhere. He's a sophomore. He hasn't, I mean, he came from in high school. I got it. I got like, it. Like, what about Mississippi State? <laughs> well, yeah, Will Rot. Oh, for him. Screwing over the family. family. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Well, um, I, I have. Will Rogers doesn't make any sense either. I have a list opinion. of teams that I think are in dire need of a quarterback next season based on switches, where they're going, where they're going to be. First, on my mind, right out the gate, in a landing spot for this guy is Cam Ward. I think he's a perfect fit for Florida State. Honestly, in that offense for Norvell, I think that he is automatic, could fill that slot because we know Jordan Travis isn't coming back. So, well, yeah, I don't think I don't even think Jordan Travis is eligible to come back. Right. So, I mean, that's he also exactly, might not be medically able to come back next year. Maybe not. So, but that's one of those things where I think he would be a perfect fit in a role like that. Another one for me, a team that really needs a quarterback next year is USC. Who's going to go yep. to the Big Ten and be the starter for USC, kind of be the face of the Kyle team? Kyle McCord. So, Can he I don't think no. no, 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 no. Can it, I don't. Well, hold on, hold on. But maybe not him. But can can a Big Ten quarterback transfer to? USC or UCLA and start the next season. Yes. Because they're joining the conference. They're not in it yet. I think you can anyways now. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I didn't think you could transfer within conference and start immediately. Maybe you can. You can only do it once. Okay. Okay. So like Max Johnson wouldn't have been able to do it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the something about Kyle Cord. Why don't you transfer to Iowa? Take that juggernaut of a defense, and you would just have someone with a pulse at quarterback. I mean, that's a playoff team right there. Well, it's scheme. Quarterbacks are going to follow scheme. It's Iowa schemes sure. the problem. Well, they finally the head coach fired his son, so he's no longer the offense coordinator. That's crazy. That's um, crazy. <laughs> that's an awkward Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, it's. I mean, transfer portals, wild wild west. With everybody was saying last year, now it's just freaking Grand Theft Auto Six, which the trailer dropped today. Uh, I mean, it's just absolute insanity. Will like, Howard is going to Notre Dame. I'm calling it. Yeah, I think Riley Leonard's Dame. going to Notre Dame. I don't think. I don't think Riley Leonard's going to jump ship on a team that they played last year and end up going. I don't think so. That's money just, talks. I know, but yeah, I just don't see thing. it. NILs also played Grayson McCall. I think this is Grayson McCall season to finally go to the Power Five. Like Grayson McCall tried going to the Power Five last year and was academically five. ineligible. He has to be a Power Five guy. It's I'm kind of also ready for some of these guys to just move on with their lives. <laughs> yeah, get a J-O-B like uh, JT Daniels. He, he saw the writing on the wall, retired from Rice. It's time for J- or JT Daniels to get a job. I think that's what half these guys are going to end up doing. Because what happens if you, get, you leave your school that you're starting quarterback at? Nobody wants you. Well, JT Daniels medically can't play the game of football for the rest of his life. Yeah, he also I mean, just yeah. couldn't play the game of He's football. He's also like 28. <laughs> Okay, do you think he, he was just starting quarterback he, before Stetson Bennett. Do was. you think he did what like what all great minds would think to do in high school is like get a doctor's excuse and just get it written while we're sitting at home playing GTA like type thing where he just said, I don't want to make it look bad that I just can't play football anymore. And yes. he said, Please write a doctor's 100%. excuse that I yeah. medically can't play football anymore. And mind you, be, the Georgia be, uh, National Championship. Somewhere. Dynasty started with him as a starting quarterback. That's crazy. Yeah. Getting benched for Jason and then for Stetson Bennett. That's that's that shows you how old he is. He was yeah. the starter before Stetson Bennett. But so. that wasn't his first stop. Yeah, he, he transferred two. He was at Southern Cal first. Yeah, and then from Georgia to Rice. Yeah, it was upset Texas. No, from Georgia to West Virginia, from West Virginia to Rice. That's right. Fourth school, lot's, fourth year. A lot's gonna happen if you could potentially see it in the offseason. What if Harbaugh and Ryan Day both leave Michigan and Ohio State? Like, That's I think if Michigan for, wins the playoff, he sticks around. You think, huh? Uh, I, I think if they win the playoff, he might stick around. Harbaugh? Yeah. I, I think, think if they win, he's gone. gone. See ya. Goodbye. Yeah, I think we'll see. NFL. Um, other people that are gone but came back, Tiger Woods came back. How about that transition? Right Gone there? but not forgotten. <laughs> Where is he uh, transferring to? He's transferring to the PGA Tour. Uh, <laughs> you know, he might have finished 20th in a field of 21 this week, but he walked the whole week. He looked, he, it looked good. Just got to get back into, into playing. So big hopes for the big cat. I think he wins again on the PGA Tour before he hangs it up. Uh, that's just me. It might be a no, no-name event like the John Deere Classic or something, but I think he I think Just he put gets five up. bucks on him every week. Like, the odds are going to be. What, see what happens. Like, He's done it before. Yep. Yeah. Every Masters. The Masters. Buddy on Tiger. 
Um, well, he's playing once a month, he said, so we'll see how he looks. Uh, anything else, guys, before we, we throw this thing into the stratosphere? Speaking of golf, uh, Will Zalatoris, uh, poor guy coming back, had yeah, the worst round he's beat. had in a long time, you know, like – but for him, it's more of a rehab situation. I feel that Zalatoris is going to come back. I think he's a, a multiple winner this upcoming season. I honestly think that he's going to get back into form. Do I like his new putter? No, I hate that thing. No, I don't but like broomsticks putters. Maybe that's what Wade Adam needs. Scott Maybe like the... <laughs> there, there we go. That was a joke. The little Wade, you're a good putter. <laughs> um, no, yeah, the broomstick putter is kind of weird. And I don't yeah, see how it's legal to hold it like up here and – I guess you can't it. mount it on as yourself. long as as long yeah. as you're it you aren't touching your body yeah, with as long your as you're hand not or it. the club anchoring it they call it yeah, yeah then you're okay. Well, I think that one ends it. Tyler, we missed you. I know you're watching. Get get making that money. Uh, we'll have you on next week, of course. Uh, back to a regular scheduled program, most likely on Monday night. Uh, with that, uh, we'll probably do show next week. And then I'm not really sure what our Christmas schedule would be. So if you're watching, listening, we hope you have a wonderful Christmas. Um, we don't, if you don't hear from us again. Oh, check out the YouTube channel. Tyler just released an amazing hype video for the college football playoff. He did one at the beginning of the season. That was awesome. This one, he blew out of the freaking water. I don't know how the guy keeps doing it. Yeah, he um, did an amazing job. Tyler's spent, the man. He yeah. spent months working this. Yes. So. Now, the, uh, the preseason one was an idea that we had. And... We gave ourselves about a month to put together. I helped him a little bit, but Tyler really ran the show. He texted me last week. He's like, get ready for Monday. I was like, what? He goes, I got a hype video coming out that I've been working on. I was like, well, how did you come up with the team? He's like, well, I just – I really hope Alabama doesn't get in because I don't have a lot of footage on them. Alabama gets in. He had to scrap everything from Florida State and put Alabama in there. <laughs> um, but it looks great. Hit that subscribe button so you can see it on there. Uh, share it with all your friends and family. Share it to your uh, – Sisters, boyfriends, babysitter. I don't know. Get it out there in the universe. Uh, boys, it was it was a pleasure. We thank everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you all have a blessed and wonderful week. Catch you next time.